what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. And today we get to dive deep in with a band that is booming right now. We have Wes from Flat Black on the podcast today. And we talk about them playing big live shows already with bands like I Prevail and Godsmack. Backing tracks. Should we use them? Should we not use them? What's the debate? Well, we both agree on this one. So we talk about this. And having a fan's first mentality when it comes to the live show. It is all wrapped into one to show why this band is continually growing so damn fast. And you're going to want to be a part of the ride when that new album comes out at the beginning of 2024. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. I know you have heard about this band over the past couple of years. You've known a lot about them. There's been a lot of press about them because Jason Hook, former guitarist for Five Finger Death Punch, was the founder of this band, still going strong, and now they're out on the road right now as we're talking to them. They're in Canada as we're speaking to this man right now, touring with Godsmack, I Prevail, and a debut album set to come out early in 2024. If you're not into this band right now, that, that's a severe problem, okay? And this is going to be how we fix it through this podcast right here. So please welcome, or welcome, welcome Wes from the band Flat Black to the podcast. So Wes, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Happy to have you on here. And even with my massive, like, tongue-tied slip, instead of saying, you know, like, what was it? I can't even remember what I said, but Wes, welcome, Wes, I'm whatever. I'm already messing up as already. (laughs) Okay, man, I do that shit all the time. Yeah, it's just what makes life fun. But you guys are, like, out in the road right now, you know, big tour with Godsmack and I Prevail. How's all that shit going right now, man? Because it's got to be a wild ride. Yeah, it's going going good because, you know, especially like like i prevail i listened to a lot when i was like in high school and stuff so it's pretty wild uh playing with them you know it's like i i'm like oh i know this song and i know this song and this song so i have a you know i have a nice little like for me i mean relatively speaking it's only like you know 10 years ago at this point but i have a little nostalgia blast after i play i get to watch i prevail and of course you know god smack has all those legendary songs from the 2000s so it's it's crazy enough with with all that and you know this is like my my second tour ever um and our first tour as a band so it's a really big opportunity we're really grateful and you know the fans have been great it's, it's been cool because you know we play um we play unreleased material which is a little bit strange a little bit unorthodox um but it's cool you have to like win the crowd over because they don't know the words like you have to Either like, huh, I see, this is a band, it's a, they got guitars and shit, okay, and then you see them sort of change when they're like, okay, the songs are cool, it's, you know, this is interesting, we, we go crazy and we have a fun time, so it's fun, you get to like kind of win people over, but that being said, I'm pretty excited for, for everyone to know the music and for the album to come out, because uh, I think it'll be even better, you know, it's it's, it's, uh, it's all been great, we're, we're super stoked with how things are going, it's, it's better than we all expected, that's for sure. I can totally understand where you're coming from when you're playing music that's unreleased or now a majority of it being unreleased. And when it comes to people in the crowd, they don't know exactly how to react. They're not aware of the songs or they're not aware of the flow of the energy. So they're just kind of trying to figure it out as they go along. But in one capacity, yeah, it does put you a little bit of a handicap because in terms of the other bands just because no one knows what to expect. But at the same time, that could be a positive. No one knows what to expect. So everyone's going in seeing Flat Black with an absolute open mind. And when they're going to see you, it's, okay, what am I going to expect? I don't know, but I'm ready for whatever. And you have a chance to blow everyone away with one hell of a first impression in a live setting. That's not something you're always going to get. Right. And, you know, I think the people that that are that are coming to see, like, oh, I want to see this band are, uh, you know, Jason has, like, just such a huge track record of you know he was in his other band for a long time and you know he's like you know majority responsible for a lot majority wise like you know in in terms of like the songs like he's mostly responsible for you know all their a lot of their hit songs and i think people know that and um they might not know the songs but they know okay these are like jason was involved in these songs so you know it's gonna be good based on his uh you know, the dude sitting on like, I don't know, six or seven platinum records or some shit like that. You know, it's undeniable, you know, the, the song, the song quality is undeniable. And, you know, I love metal and I love rock music too, but like at the end of the day, it's, it's the songs are everything. And, uh, 
they're uh, they're expecting, you know, Jason tier, you know, high quality songs. And it's uh, I think we're delivering. I mean, it's it's uh, it's the response is like, I'm like, wow, this is pretty good for people not knowing the songs. <laughs> like I'm like, oh geez, I didn't expect uh, you know, this this all this, but you know, yeah, of, of course, it's just been it's been great. I got I got no complaints really. I would be surprised. I'll say, wait for that to come out. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, I'd be surprised you had any complaints at that point in time. But when it comes to fans, it makes a lot of sense. Everyone knows who Jason Hook is. So there's gonna be an expectation around not only the sound, but the quality of that sound as well. And when you've got six, seven platinum records under your belt, yeah, we're expecting something that's gonna be of quality, even when it comes to maybe a band that, you know, it's a part that people have not really heard of yet, even though they're going to be hearing of you guys more and more and more as time goes on as that record drops. But when people are coming to the show, it's there's this anticipation already where there's that built in sort of trust with Jason's music, with Jason's right. ideas. So when people go and listen to you guys, when people are seeing you live, even when they don't know the songs, they're already having this positive reception towards you. And then when you come out and play, it's a positive reception, but it's like an open canvas positivity just due to the fact that we don't know exactly what to expect. We can hear two songs on Spotify right now, but outside of that, it's like, what else can we hear? If you want to hear more before the album drops, you got to go see these guys play live and you get to experience it before anybody else does. Right, right, right. Yeah, and there is a there's definitely that expectation, and uh, the the me and the other guys in the band are are pretty like seasoned musicians in terms of you know we've done this stuff before, um, and you know we we've spent a lot of time making sure that it's really good, uh, and that you know we can perform really high quality like as close as as close to the record as possible. And the way that we do things live too, it's like, it's a band, man. It's not like we have like some stuff going on digitally, but you know, it's, it's 95%. Like this is guitar, drums, bass, and vocals. Like it's, it's a real band. And uh, there is, you know, there's plenty of bands around, but I I promise you we're doing less, or or I guess we're, (laughs) we're doing more real stuff and less fucking computer shit than, uh, than ninety five percent of people playing out right now, I would guess. It's just real. It's really real. It's like real stuff, you know. I I spent, you know, I spent the last year. I sang these songs and practiced these songs for three hours every day. For yeah, like dude, I it's serious. Like I'm not I'm not fucking around. Like this this needs to be like, like I, this is my job. Like it's imperative that you know, I do this super well so that the fans are like, holy shit. Like, I don't know this music, but dude, these guys deliver it. And, and by the way, it's not just me. Like the other guys too, like Rob, the drummer, you know, he's, he's, he's put in a ton of time and it shows. And, uh, he's got like the, you know, paradiddles are like the drum exercises. He's got it oh, all yeah. tattooed on his fingers. Yeah. He's got every, it's all tattooed on his fingers. So he's like, it's in his like it's it's in your blood at that point. The bass player too, you know, he's a great singer too. So he uh, he backs me up quite a bit, and um, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it shows. I think that, that uh, it should transfer really well. You know, when when we play live, it 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 should show significantly you know that that we've put in a ton of time and and you know a lot of kids ask me too this like question about like oh i want to start a band what do i do like how do i do this stuff i'm like dude first of all if you're putting in more time like if you're just practicing more than other people like you're already ahead because people don't practice you know they're they're just like oh i play guitar i play guitar in a band i don't need to get better i just need to play my songs but like, no, we're, we're, we're not about that. You know, it's like, it's, we, we take this stuff like really serious and uh, you know, we want to be like a real band and not like rely on the computers and shit to make everything happen. So I think there's something else for you. Uh, if you're coming to see flat black play, there, there's something else. And it's, it's sort of a, a nostalgic touch of like how it used to be when you when you saw bands live because you know i don't go to a ton of shows it's not really like my scene anymore 
for whatever reason. It's it, have you ever seen that photo of like it's like a it's like a picture of a football player in full pads, like looking out into a football stadium. And he's like in the audience. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like It's like a suited up football player. And it's like how I feel going to a show as a musician. And it's like being suited up in a football uniform and not playing kind of. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we have, we have that sort of nostalgic, uh, thing because you know when i when i go to shows of a lot of modern bands i like because i like you, you said you like you know you're listening to we came as romans mm-hmm. bands like that like i i grew up on that stuff like i love like metalcore deathcore like i like that stuff a lot um and as we've sort of transferred over into these like 2020s i guess like a lot of that stuff is is, is super digital which is i mean i still like it it's fine like i like that stuff I mean, especially we came as Romans as an example, like tons of synth work. And I don't think they should delete that stuff, you know, for the sake mm-hmm. of being a real band. Like, that's not what I'm saying. It's just a different sound, you know, it's a different style um, where it's a rock band, like through and through. Uh, so it's guitar, bass, drums and vocals primarily. There's a little bit of other stuff, but it's mostly that it's mostly a fucking band, man. Yeah, I was actually going to use We Came As Romans as an example to kind of compare and contrast against what you guys are doing, where after seeing, literally just seeing We Came As Romans last night, they do have a lot of synths in their music. And especially if you go back to what they had previously before Dark Bloom, before the unfortunate passing of Kyle Pavone, what you end up having in there is... You had uh, like you had him doing a lot of the sins. You had him doing a lot of the work. And one of the big issues that with him not being there and the band not wanting to replace someone that's so pivotal to the band is how do you make sure you can still play those songs and continue for, especially the songs that people absolutely love and are connected with? Well, you got to add the digital piece in there. You got to continue the backing tracks. You got to add that in there. But it amplifies the show. You're not losing anything. You're amplifying the show with it. You're not relying yeah. so heavily on it because you still got two guitarists. You got a bass. You got a drummer. You got Dave up there screaming his ass off. So so it, it works in that capacity compared to what you guys are doing where it's 95% real and you've got the, you know, like the, the, like the flavor on top, the sprinkles on top of the Sunday is the digital piece to amplify the show in that aspect. What allows you guys to do is be as real as possible and just lets you to kind of even work on the fly at times too, because you're not so heavily reliant on programming to amplify the show to where you can ad lib, you can go off on, you can go off tangent, you can go with whatever. And it's a lot easier for you to do that and work within the crowd at the same time. Again, both styles work, but it's something where is it going to work for your kind of music? And are you going to be able to deliver on that when it comes to live setting, whether you're more of a heavier in the electronic and the digital side or not? Yeah, and, and I want to be clear that I'm not against that at all. Uh, unfortunately, like, it's sort of this subject that this is this modern subject that we, like, can't get away from. <laughs> and, like, a lot of times, uh, like, I don't know if you saw the, uh, like, I just talked about this in another, in a different interview, too. But uh, I still think it's, like, relevant. Like, uh, I used to play, I was in Falling in Reverse for, like, a very short period of time. And uh, there was this whole thing where, you know, Ronnie was talking about, like, backing tracks and the laptops. And, like, basically what happened was, is, like, his crew left behind the laptops Mm -hmm. from their, for their, that they used at their show. They left it at the venue before so like they couldn't play the next day because they didn't have that stuff because and you know the the art the boomer argument comes out in, in the form of sebastian bach which is like oh these guys can't play without their laptops oh that's not real music like i get that i get that argument and stuff but uh you know like the fans don't care about this shit and they don't want to talk about it and like, you know, it just keeps getting brought up. It's like very, like, it's a very local, oh my God. Like I used to play in local bands too. It's like a very local band discussion. Like they, like mm-hmm. lo- local bands love talking about like, oh, well we don't use tracks or, oh man, that band uses a lot of tracks. It's like, dude, nobody cares but you. <laughs> like fans don't give a shit about that. Musicians do. And like, it's the musicians that are like, playing in like 150 capacity clubs and crossing their arms and saying, Oh, this isn't real. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
it's those guys like that care about that the most and they're not buying your shit and they don't give a fuck about your music they just want to see everything fucking burn to the ground dude and like it's it's a conversation that just like like this this I'm, i know i'm talking about it but this is probably like one of the last times we're gonna talk about it yeah because it's like like dude the fans don't want to hear that shit they they're gonna come to a show and they're they're gonna hear what they want to hear and like you just should just kill it use tracks if you want to use tracks if it makes you your shit sound better but like you don't need to address it you don't need to talk about it like the fans don't care that the fans want to see you and like dude like the fucking rap music i was i was talking about this yesterday with some of my guys like rap music some rappers just like go on and play their songs on playback and they don't do like they they just show up because people just want to see them in person they don't even want to see them perform they go and they put their songs on the the pa speakers and just blast them and just jump around and like say a couple words every now and then into the (laughs) mic for their song you know because they don't people don't care they're getting paid millions of dollars because they just want to see you in person like they don't the fans don't care about that stuff and you know as a musician you might find that offensive but like at the end of the day like yeah okay maybe drake can go in the studio and crank out an album in one tenth of the time it'll take my band to record maybe a song or two you know uh, mm-hmm. it's rap is there's such a small like anyone can do that stuff anyone can make the beats and and crank it out and and push it out really fast and then it's like anyone can do music now and i think like musicians get really fucking hurt over that they're like oh this guy made this little uzi vert put out a 90 second song and it's got a hundred fucking bazillion plays and no one will listen to my band (laughs) like dude you know it's like it's so easy to get it's so easy to get well i'm doing this and and (laughs) It's cooler than that, you know. There's always that sentiment, and and I think the backing tracks thing is one of those things. It's one of those things where boomers try to take the fucking high ground of, oh, back in my day, we didn't have any of this shit. They did back in your day. It was called tape, and bands were on tape, and they they used tracks back in the day, just not in the same way, and there wasn't laptops and stuff. So you know it's just this sort of endless local it's super fucking local man it's like everyone needs to grow up and just let it go and and uh abandon this conversation because the fans don't care man the fans want to hear you and just want to see you play absolutely and the fans and the fans is like especially from my perspective i want to see the best show possible it's out there i want to experience the best show out there possible so if if, if it's going to be you guys playing up there, no backing tracks, if that's going to be what makes you sound the best and put on the best show, that's what I want to see. Or if yep. having all those backing tracks, if having laptops there is going to amplify your music and amplify the live setting, yep. I'm all for it. And again, like you said, with Falling Reverse, that's the perfect example for it because mm-hmm. from my perspective, I don't want to go to see Falling Reverse and hear Popular Monster and not have the backing tracks in there and just hear it just as raw as possible because it's it's not going to sound as good. It's not going to hit as powerful. It's not going to be as fun. I'm going to be in the pit sitting there like, what the fuck is this shit? But right. play it right, play it with the tracks, play it live. I'm like, I'm ready to kick someone's fucking ass. Let's go do this right now. But it all depends on what is going to make the best live show for your fans. Totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Uh, I mean, that... You know that I think it's that dude's an easy target, um, but at the end of the day, you know he's making innovative, innovative music. That's uh, you know it has guitars too, like it has that rock element, but it's also the super digital. But you know you they, they they you start that song on playback, the fucking synthesizer. Once that stuck, kicks in, everybody goes, "What?" It's fucking huge reaction every time. Because they, they don't care. They don't care if it's on a fucking guitar or not, man. It still has value. It's still good. It's still, it still inspires an emotional reaction. And, it's, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's not about trying to act heavy, tough, and like, oh, I'm better than you. It's what's going to be the best thing for the people that are listening to your music. What's going to be best for them to enjoy the music? However you can make that happen is however you can make that happen. And then even you as a musician as well, when you're in those point times where you're watching other bands, with bands that you're not performing with, so you'd be standing there, you know, in uniform, just like, 
I wish I was up there. You know, you're wanting to hear the best show too. You're wanting to see the best show too, especially with you guys on tour with I Prevail right now. You being able to see I Prevail, you know, if you want every single night, you want to see the best performance out there. You don't want to have it just be, okay, you know, if, if it's just as raw as possible, no tracks, you're probably going to be missing out on a lot of pieces that are there and it's just not going to sound the same. You want to see the best show too, even as a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's important, dude. It's a, yeah, I, I wouldn't want that stuff neutered for the sake of being more real because nobody cares about that except musicians. And I'm not making music for musicians. I'm making music for people, you know, like, and, and musicians are people. No, no, but uh, <laughs> no, but like the, I, I don't want to make, you know, I, the fan base I'm not, I'm trying to accrue is like, is not all those guys crossing their arms playing eight string guitars and you know, telling me I'm sweet picking wrong or something like that. You know, those people don't give a shit. You know, it's, it's the people that, you know, it's like the everyday people that like have jobs and like, you know, throw on the radio in the morning and they want to, they want to fucking forget about it for a little bit. Like th that's who I'm trying to appeal to. It's not like the ungrateful, like, basement musician so <laughs> yeah you're trying to appeal to people that when they put your music on it's they're putting it on not to try and nitpick it not because it's the most technically sound thing they've ever heard they're putting on because they emotionally connect with it in some sort of capacity for the positive so when you guys come to town they're willing to shell out their hard-earned money to come see you guys play because you give them such a positive emotional response in whatever capacity it is yeah and and you know all the time I spend is out of respect. All the time I spend off stage, like getting better at this stuff. And I still practice, you know, I, I'm still practicing, even though, you know, for some people tell me they're like, oh, you made it, bro. I'm like, no, like, you don't know what that means. And like, once you say that shit, you get complacent. And I'm still learning and I'm still getting better because I respect, you know, the people that are giving their hard earned money to come see the band. And some for some of these people, man, like they have one day out of the month, maybe out of six months where they get to go do something. And there's like if they're there, like you got to assume that they're like that. You know, you have to assume that this is their one night off or they got a babysitter for the kids or, you know, they they got one freak night off when they work seven days a week. They just got lucky and got a night off and they got they were able to come see you play and like that's a huge huge thing that I, you know i'm grateful for so like it's a it's imperative that i do everything i can to like make sure it's a good experience out of respect for them to choose my band as their one time you know their one night off uh you know it's it's really it's important to me that it's it's really good and and uh that i don't fall off the wagon and like lots of people do, especially as they age and stuff. You know, I think when you get older too and you have all the hit songs under your belt, it's easy to be like, oh, I can fucking phone this one in. But, uh, you know, I'm, ne I'm never going to do that. I, I just, uh, this is like a, a really important like craft to me, like not just playing shows and being in a band, bro. It's like, no, like I'm a singer, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to be a professional you know, it's, it's really important to me. And, uh, if these people don't get the best experience, like they can possibly have, then I'm, I'm fucking it up, man. You know, it's that kind of mentality that really is going to help set you apart from a lot of other musicians in the music scene. I've had this conversation similarly before with one other band on the podcast and you're absolutely right. You know, people that come out to shows, not everyone's going to be at the capacity. Like for me, it's like, yeah, yesterday I went to go see We Came As Romans. Tomorrow I'm traveling to go see Polaris. And then three days later, I'm going to see We Came As Romans again. You know, it's like, I can go and do this stuff, but there's a lot of people where going out to show that, like you said, that might be their one thing they get to do a month. That might be their one thing to do in six yeah. months. And it all depends upon the responsibilities that they also have, whether it's kids, job, family obligations, whatever might come in there. And having the understanding, the thought process that that is what you're thinking of everybody that you see. It's like, this might be the one chance they get even all year to see something like this. And they're spending their time doing this. And you want to make sure that you are absolutely delivering on that 100% of the way and continue to get better so that when they even continue to have that free time, they still want to have that positive connection with you, with Flat Black, and just keep going with it. So 
it's this constant like give and take type thing where it's you're giving the best performance they're taking the positivity from it then they're going to give to go see your shows and it's going to keep coming back and forth back and forth that's the kind of stuff that when bands continue to grow and have that longevity that's what really is the key is when they're consistently connecting with the fans in that kind of capacity and when it comes to a preparation when it comes to a you know skill level trying to get better i mindset Keeping humble like that is super damn important and has led bands to so many great heights. And I mean, take a look where you guys are right now. Again, opening for Godsmack and I prevail already. It's what's going to keep coming next. You guys keep having so much more that continue to happen. And you're only at the start of it right now. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we have this saying in our, in our, uh, in the flat black camp, which is like, be cool to everybody. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's already, you know, gotten us quite a quite a ways and i think you can take this this isn't just a music thing i mean it's the number one thing that i've learned uh you know in in any industry really but in since my time in the music industry for all the shit that i've fucked up for everything that i've been kicked out of i've been i've been uh you know every mistake i've made in this industry uh what it's you know mostly all come down to is just like being like a tolerable nice person because there's a lot of fucking hotheads in this like in the industry and and it's refreshing to get like to get an expected response you know a predictable response let's say uh so you know we we try to you know we're we're very um adamant on all right no matter who it is like you, you know it's a, someone loading your gear in like you just be nice to them like be just generally kind and it'll get you really far and uh you know when i really dug it took me a long time but when i really dug that into my head of like okay just be cool man be cool like <laughs> i mean people I, I like i'm like a little freaked out by people my age too like people that are like sort of four or five years out of college now and like the, I don't know. <laughs> like it's just like uh, the sort of uh, oversharing stuff. Like mm-hmm. the oh, I don't know how else to put it. Like people that I talk to that are my age, like I like I generally know everything that I need to know about them within like ten sentences of us having a conversation, and it's like in a bad way. You know, it's like not like a oh, what do you do for work? What do you do for? It's like oh, like I got I got BPD and I have anxiety and I have ADHD and it's like, dude, that's that's all fine, like that's cool, but like you don't like people don't need to know everything about you like right out the gate, like that that shit like ten years ago that stuff was personal, it was like considered personal, mm-hmm. and now it's like expected that like you're gonna know everyone's trauma and all their 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 deep-seated issues that they talk about in therapy like right out the gate and uh you know that is like a a a one-way ticket to like oh i'm gonna put file this person away in this corner because they've showed me already that they're crazy or like that there's something disconnect something's off you know like Mm -hmm. they're 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 unpredictable and like in, in this industry and in my life in general if i was to hire people you know like I would want predictable, like I would want stable, you know, stable seeming, like predictable, expected, like expected reactions, things like that. So it's like one, one of those things too, uh, that y- y- sort of going back to fans is like, uh, I, I always say like, uh, like there, there's a, my mom says like, Oh, assume everybody's had is assume everyone is having a bad day. And, uh, what I do for like, for, my version of that with fans is like, like we were talking about this a little earlier, like assume everyone is assume every fan is like dropping everything to come see you. And like, assume that, you know, they need like that this moment is going to be huge for them. Whatever you say, because dude, I've said like, Oh, I, Oh, I really like your hair to people like that. I've met in meet and greets, which by the way are incredibly positive experiences. Every musician that has ever talked about that shit is, I don't know what the deal is with that, dude. Meet and greets are so positive and, and it's great. I would never like, I hear so much bad stuff about that from like industry people, but it's really just, 
like it's people are stoked to see you mm-hmm. you're making like a huge moment for them like how could you be upset about that it's like crazy <laughs> to me dude but uh yeah it's like assume everyone just drops everything to come see me or come see my band and i i've said oh I, I really like your hair and then i like go see the the instagram post later and it's like i had the best night ever like the singer said he really liked my hair and it's in the caption you know like those moments are huge for people so you know just like the, uh, assuming that everyone's there for like their one night off to come see you and uh that you're making their their moment is it's been really good for me and just being of course of course nice to everybody all those fans that that take the time away from the show too you know sometimes they they leave the show to come meet you uh, and meet and greets and stuff and it's like not convenient you know mm-hmm. and they, they might lose their spot you know it's like shit like that it's all it's all really like positive stuff and it stems from you just being cool being normal <laughs> being a being an expected person that's that is the key to success <laughs> predictable shit you know so I'd say being cool is definitely probably the best way to describe it where again, it's, you're just, you're, you're more relaxed around it as well. You're not getting worked up over the craziest things. You're not having this total unpredicted behavior. That's really going to amplify everything. And what you're saying about meet and greets too, cause I've done, I've done two different meet and greets this year. One was just, it was, it was not good. It was like, you, you talked to one person in the band for like five minutes while they promoted something that they were doing and then left. And it's like, well, well, what was this? And then I did the We Came As Romans one yesterday. We played bags. And I was just like, shit. Now, and they were all hanging out, having a blast. Andy was constantly playing all these random like sound bites on his phone. And it's like, just seeing how people reacted to it, how much fun people were having. It's You have su- such moments where people are, again, g- spending money. To maybe taking the one or two concerts they might be able to go to a year. They're spending all their money on this. They're doing this because they connect so positively with the band. And you have a chance to make that so much more worth it. I mean, everyone I know that left that show yesterday was having a blast with it. Everyone was smiling. Everyone's going to remember this stuff. And I'm pretty sure all of a sudden you're going to start seeing, you know, people start posting pictures on every meet and greet they do where it's like, had so much fun with this, had so much fun with this. Man, we almost won. Maybe someone will get to sign the board because they beat them. Who knows? But it's yeah. that kind of stuff. It's that kind of mentality where, you know, p- predictive behaviors, but I'll say them, just be cool. Just be understanding that, you know, not everyone's having the best day. This might be the one thing you get to do during the week or the month or the year. But giving that kind of mindset to the fans and having this fan first approach to it as well when it comes to the live show, especially, which it should be. Again, there's bands that say they do it, but it depends upon if you're going to put it into action. And clearly, the way you're thinking about it, the way that people are taking a flat black right now, you guys are definitely putting that into action. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a weird situation, dude. Uh, we don't have that much material out. It's it's brand new. I don't know if you can. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not a lot of new bands. Like, there's just not in general. There's like not a lot. And uh, I was looking at, uh, I think it was Sick New World was mm-hmm. announced today, the the new lineup. I think it was today or yesterday. And I was looking at it, and, you know, as I go through all these, uh, you know, I, I just played a bunch of festivals, Aftershock, and we did Louder Than Life, too. Rockville, those kinds of, you know, uh, the Wimmer festivals, mm-hmm. they call um, And they're all fucking great, by the way. They're like the most tightly organized like professional environments i've ever been in but that being said lineup wise like dude some of these some of these lineups are you know it's it's bands from 30 or 40 years ago and there's Mm -hmm. not a new there's not a band within 10 years of youth like like there's no one there's no new bands on anything and uh i you know i don't know if that's i don't know i'm not you know, the pro that knows the reason why, but you know, what, what it sort of tells me is that, you know, nostalgia is, is such a powerful sales method and people like the reason those bands are on every time, the reason corn slipknot nine inch nails, all those bands are still around and still headlining is because that's what people want to see. And that there's not, there's nobody new and young starting this shit off. No new bands. Um, 
that people want to see headlining up there uh, or that, you know, that will sell enough tickets, so to speak, to uh, to earn that spot. They're not they're not big enough. You know, there's a there's some like new uh, there's some new people I like sort of TikTok esque personalities. Uh, I, I think like Kim Dracula sort of comes mm-hmm. to mind. Uh, he's uh, that, That's like a new, you know, a, a newer young act zoomer act as, <laughs> as i call it but uh yeah that that's that's new and uh but still very low on the mm-hmm. uh on the on the uh what do you call it the lineup still pretty low but you know we have bands like you know bad omens and uh wage war that are sort of sleep token to sort of uh pushing through uh and, and they might end up they might end up there you know, within a few years, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird place to be as as a new band when new bands are seemingly unwelcome, uh, in, in rock music. And, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say that, uh, with, with rock and metal, it's like the fans are, are sort of, uh, keeping that, keeping new shit out, uh, because they're so bent on, the slip knots and the corns and stuff. They're so bent on that stuff that like, there's no room in their mind for anyone else. Mm. And you know, the second a new thing comes out like, Oh, well, this sounds like corn. <laughs> you know, the, the second, like the, there's something new. It's like, it gets sort of shoehorned into, you know, it gets put into this bucket of, Oh, there's another slip knot band. There's another mm-hmm. corn band. And, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I'm up for the challenge though. And I think that the songs are good enough to make that not matter. And the songs are, the songs are really cool. Like we have, you know, there's that when the album comes out, uh, you know, I think a lot more people will understand and, uh, that, uh, this is, this is serious stuff and we've worked really hard on it and it doesn't sound like, you know, it doesn't sound like everything else that's coming out right now, especially the bands that I like, you know, all, all the bands that I like uh, with the synthy sort of hi-hat 808 verse stuff that everyone's doing now. Um, we don't have really any of that. And uh, it's 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 a rock band, you know, it's but there's songs, too. And, and there's songs that you can remember and you're going to you're going to come home from the concert singing the words you know like there's the it's catchy stuff it's like the songs are were imperative with this project and uh it's it's gonna show uh and i think i don't know for sure man but i think it's gonna be just fine i think it's gonna work out so yeah that's that's sort of that's that's the the gist so i think in the end it might just as well work out especially what the time we're looking at right now yeah, when it comes to rock and metal, fans are so hell-bent on nostalgia right now, especially as people my age and even, you know, your age as well, because we're pretty close in that similar age range, mm-hmm. where when we were listening to like stuff in, like, you know, like middle school, it was all the – everything was emo, pop punk. So now it's like all the nostalgia for that is quickly rushing back in. And, yeah, there's not that many bands that are popping off that are within, like, within the first 10 years of their of their existence. But which ones are the ones that are be able to make that happen over the past couple of years, even two years? Bad Omens is, the like, the number one case for this. Sleep Token was perfect for this year. A Spirit Box can also be thrown in the mix as well right. as bands that are not 10 years old yet but are continuing to rise through the ranks and are going to get to a point in time where – once you know these festivals start coming out it's like use modern life as the example you got three headliners up there next year bad omens could be one of those three just with how big they're getting but it shows that even though they only have three albums out right now yeah they've been around for eight years there is something there and there is more of this accepting of potentially what is new and it all depends upon how you connect with fans how you can make that live setting happen and how your music ends up working and, and sounds like something that is not necessarily ordinarily what other people are hearing because even look at the biggest bands in the scene right now. Bring Me the Horizon throws whatever the hell they want into a song and it works. Look at what, yeah. like I said, Falling in Reverse, look what they're doing. A yeah. Day to Remember with the Easy Course out, Bad Omens, just throw it all in there. There's so much that's going on there. Sleep Token did it as well. Listening to what you guys did, especially with it's your lack of respect because I'm listening through this and right when I get in, I'm like, okay, right away this is already starting to hit me, especially as that metalcore punk rock fan that I am. Just really got this great drive behind it. But once the verse hit, man, that first verse, I'm like, 
did these guys take metal and mix it with a little bit of like German industrial and hard style at the same time and put it into a song? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm already into this shit. And I'm like, I'm only 30 seconds into this song and I'm already sold. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I think that we see uh, when, when we were writing these tracks, too, we saw like how you said uh, you said German, right? Like, yeah, uh, we, we of course, you know, I'm going to butcher that. I'm going to butcher that some someone's going to come after me in the comments for saying Ramstein wrong. But, uh, you know, that's that's one band that we like. We're like, oh, they have all these parts that are really cool. And like, we want to take something from this because people fucking love it and that band's you know absolutely massive in in europe and you know they're they're big here too they're, yeah. they're on octane all the time dude and uh you know there's something it's funny it's so funny you say that because you know that's definitely something that we're we're looking for you know those bands the, the you know the bands you, you that are in that wheelhouse are are massive massive arena bands and that's what we're trying to do, man. We're not trying to play like Jack's Sugar Shack at 150 capacity for forever. You know, we we're straight to arenas and that's where we'd like to stay. Absolutely. That's where you'd like to stay. And if you want to stay there, you got to have a sound that's going to be able to have something that's going to make you stay there. And honestly, after listening to your lack of respect, my biggest curiosity is what the hell else do you still guys have up your sleeve? Because when you guys were able to play around this area where I'm at, where I could go see the show, I couldn't go and see because I had tickets to go see Bad Omens that same night already. And I was like, well, can only be in one place at one time right now, so shit. Yeah. But I know I'm like, there's always going to be another chance. There's going to be another time. I'm not going to miss out on that. And I'm a little disappointed in myself, though, because I missed out on that opportunity to see you guys play these songs before they're even out, before anyone really gets to know them and get that full experience of, what could this possibly be? How could you possibly get into this? I don't know, but I'm not even ready for it. We'll see what happens. And by the end of the show, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm sold. We're good. Well, if you guys played it's your lack of respect, first 30 seconds, I'd be like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We're in. Where, where, no, are, no you, question. Uh, where, where are you based? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. We'll, we'll get you. Uh, we'll make sure you're all set up next time that we're, uh, we're in the area, though. So sorry you couldn't come see it. But. Um, What's le- what else is in store? Um, so we have what can I say here? We have a feature, we have one feature, and uh, the there's only one in the whole record, and it's it's a big one. Uh, a guy that wears a mask on stage sometimes that you probably uh, that you probably know pretty well. And uh, <laughs> that one's going to be big, I think. And then there's a few songs, too, that uh, there's a there's a couple on the there's there's one song called Lightning that I think is going to be really big, too. It's it's got this touch of of country, which 10 years ago, if you told me that there would be a touch of country and, and anything I was a part <laughs> of, I probably would have smacked you across the face. But. The, the reality is, is, you know, a good song is a good song. And, um, you know, like I've said probably a hundred times, uh, you know, that was, that's the most important thing is that every song is good and every song is good. There's, there's a, there's, this is a no skipper, man. This is, you won't be skipping anything on this. I think you're going to like all of it, but, uh, yeah, there's a, a touch of, uh, a little touch of country and, uh, in one of those songs. And I'm really stoked because I was never too into that type of music, but, uh, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Morgan Wallen, but mm-hmm. a couple of those, a couple of those songs, you know, I used to be a, I like everything but country, but, uh, a couple of his songs recently, have I've been like, damn, do I like country now? <laughs> like, am I, am I just getting old? Like what is happening? So I'm I'm kind of stoked that we were able to to channel that without it being too, um, you know, with, well, it, you know, it's believable. It's still me. I'm not sitting there like with a piece of hay in my mouth and a cowboy hat. I don't put that on. You know, I don't I don't have the country twang. It doesn't. I don't sound like that. So, uh, but it still has like all the power and the, the massive sort of pop factor that those country songs have. So I think it's going to be really big but it's also me and i'm not 
and not putting on some sort of fake thing. Think uh, sort of like like we really like Jelly Roll too. We, okay. we listen to Jelly Roll all the time. Um, so it's sort of that, you know, it's it's country, but it, it's rock. You know, it's like it's still rock music. But yeah, we have uh, there's there's some heavier songs too. There's a couple heavy songs. There's a couple songs that you know for my mom so that she can listen to my band. You know, a couple softer songs. Um, but that that in between sort of area, which is you know the halo, lack of respect sort of sound, it's it's mostly that with a couple heavier and a couple, you know, ones for my mom. So. <laughs> uh it's there's there's something for everybody i really think everyone's gonna love it i love it and i'm a picky person so i'm hoping that you guys all love it too as much as i do and that you come out and sing the goddamn songs with me well we're gonna have to hear the whole thing first before we can sing all the goddamn songs with you but if you're stoked (laughs) about this if you're excited about this i'm the same way i'm like i like i'll still say anything but i'm not big in a country at all i don't really care to listen to it but if someone plays friends in low places i'm like i can't deny this is some good stuff like there's something there's just some things you can't deny but if you're gonna throw that in there have a feature in there with someone who predominantly wears a mask on stage sometimes doesn't we're just going to leave it at that, but there, there's so much, there's so much positivity that's going to be like already wrapped up around this thing that when it gets released, there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to be clamoring for it, clamoring to see you guys play live again, and hopefully it gets to the point in time where you guys are, you know, play, the next tour you go on is another like big giant arena tour, or at the very least playing like ballroom, it's at, ballrooms have like capacities of at least 2,500 to 3,000. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the goal, and, and hopefully getting to Europe is soon as possible because i've never been there and i know that the europeans are gonna love this shit man i know it's game over once this stuff hits the european waves it's gonna be game over man and they're not gonna be ready for it but are we gonna be ready for it too when it comes out who knows but we'll find out next year and wes as we bring this podcast inclusion one thing's like to do is give my guests which is you in this instance a chance to whatever you want to say plug you're going to plug promote we're promote at the end of the episode so my friend the floor is yours all right guys so Our new single, Justice Will Be Done, is coming out on the 18th. And you can pre-save it now to win a flat black merch pack. You're going to love it. The album drops the beginning of next year. And thank you so much for having me, man. appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks for being on, man. Now it's time for the end of those three specific things. First things first, when it comes to making sure you know when the new album is going to come out, that you're already ready for it, and that you're staying in contact with Flat Black, Go script for the podcast where it says find Flat Black online. Links and labels for everything, social media-wise, YouTube-wise, streaming-wise, website-wise. I'm doing all the hard work for you. I'm doing all the heavy lifting. All you do is click on a link and hit follow. Click on a link, you know, buy some merch, get a ticket to something, go stream their stuff. I'm doing all the hard work. So go and help me out and actually click the blinks, you know. Do that. Do that. Now, step number two. Wes, every guest on the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate your time and I wish to continue to support the band in any way I can. And this is how I like to do it because you, sir, absolutely hit on this. When, I say when because it implies that this will happen. We just don't have a day or time right now. When I get to see you perform live for the first time with Flat Black, I'm going to do my best impersonation of Liam Neeson from Taken. Maybe not wear the leather jacket, but I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will also say hi. And first round's on me. Sounds good. Perfect. I'm making good on that promise because now it's time for number three where I can't end this by saying goodbye. That is way, 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 way too final. Hate saying that because I'd love to have you back on the podcast again in the future. I cannot wait to see you guys perform live. I got to make good on my promise. So this is not goodbye, my friend. This is, I'll see you later. See you later, man. Thank you. Well, folks, an interview with Wes from the band Flat Black. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. And... Man, when it comes really down to it, I, I'm thinking about what Wes had talked about when it came to the live show, when it came to the live setting. Be cool. And Matt, remember thinking about the fact that that a lot of times, you know, people when they go to shows, they're not like me. They might not be like you as well. Me, again, like I said, the day before I shot this, I went to go see We Came as Romans. I'm seeing Polaris the day after I record this. Three days from now, I'm seeing We Came as Romans again. And it's not always going to be like that for people or even for me even. Sometimes people can only go see one show a month. Maybe it's one show every six months. So if you as a band member, as you as anybody in a musician, have the wherewithal think, you know, when it comes to live setting fans first, thinking about, you know, making sure that 
everything that you're doing is to make sure that they're having a killer time. You're putting on the best show. You are sounding as best as possible. There's from your instrumental standpoint, vocal standpoint, and your live show is the best, whether it means using more tracks or not using tracks at all. It's giving the fans that positive connection, that positive interaction with your music and fostering that, especially to chance when you have the ability to do that one-on-one. That's what makes bands shine. That's what makes bands like Shine Down, a band that you want to go and see every time they come and play live. Makes a band like Slipknot one you always want to go and see. Makes a band, especially for me right now, makes a band for me like We Came As Romans. Every time I get to go chance to see them, I'm going to go see them. Shit, I started, at least my first show seeing We Came As Romans was July of 2021. As of October 2023, I'll have seen them 12 times. That doesn't happen if a band doesn't put on one hell of a live show. And I absolutely love it every step of the way. The mentality that Wes has for this makes so much sense as to why this band is already performing, you know, arena shows with Godsmack and I Prevail. And when they go up by themselves, are they going to get that right away? Probably not. But could they potentially play, you know, 1,000 cap, 2,000 cap, 3,000 cap venues? It's possible. Depends on how this new album's going to go, but... I feel like it's going to go really well for him. So make sure you stay in line with it. Make sure you stay in touch with it. Go to the podcast where it says find flat black online links labels for everything. So you can follow them on social media, get some merch, buy tickets for shows and stream their music and pre-save the new album when it comes out in early 2024 when it gets announced. Also make sure you follow along with the Core Progression Podcast. Hit the links in the description of the podcast for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you hit the subscribe button right down there or hit subscribe on Spotify Podcast, Radio, Amazon, or follow whichever one it is. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday with bands like this. I know we just had Catch Your Breath. Um, with the word live was on, we've had from ashes to new, we've had seven dust. We've had a lot of bands this year and we're just going to keep it rolling. Also make sure you hit the like on this video or hit like on the podcast. Well, help push the algorithm and help get more people to know about great new music. And I want to thank you guys for that. Thank you, Wes. And on that note, that's community guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin and you guys know how I am every single one. So it's a big, healthy and hearty. See y'all.